Hello and welcome to Mind Quick Bites. My name is Sunanda Vashisht and I come to you on a very special day in middle of the week. All our middle of the week podcasts are very special because we usually have very special guests and we cannot wait till the end of the week for our regular podcast to wait. So uh, here on this, and I know in India, it's already Basant Panchami. Basant Panchami is the day of Goddess Saraswati. And there could have been no better day than to speak on this day with my guest today. My guest all the way from Bengaluru today is Srimati Vijayalakshmi Vijaykumar. It is really my honor to speak to someone of her stature and caliber. And when I tell you what she is doing, you'll be amazed at how much she manages. She has managed to do so far and what her vision is. Um, Srimati Vijayalakshmi Vijaykumar is... Um, dancer, a graduate in literature, psychology and economics, and is also, as I said, a renowned dancer. Her passion is the study of Indian heritage and culture and designing programs and workshops that are a meeting point of our heritage and contemporary life. Today, she joins us all the way from Bengaluru. Vijayalakshmi ji, welcome to Mind Podcast. Namaskar and thank you. I'm, I'm delighted to have you here. As I said, we were talking offline and you brought this point that today is Basant Panchami. Such a wonderful day uh, to be talking to you. You are in service of Goddess Saraswati and no one is serving her better than you. Thanks. Good <laughs> All right. Uh, Vijay Lakshmiji, tell me a little bit about yourself. We were born in Bengaluru and tell me a little bit about your life so far. I was born in Bangalore and uh, raised in Bangalore. Well, I have been uh, here and there a little bit. I was in the U.S. for a short while and then I was in Goa and then I was in Pondicherry. Mm-hmm. But then I'm, I've been back in Bangalore for a uh, couple of decades now. And okay. uh, I've had a, I should say, a good life. I mean, because mm-hmm. I uh, always try to attune myself to our heritage and culture and that really takes me into beautiful places you know mentally and uh, physically too yes so and uh, you found your calling in dance is that right yeah uh, yes a long time ago i used to dance you know i started as a child uh, my sister and i uh, went to dance class and uh, and then i continued and uh, i continued and then i said i called it a day and i said well when my daughter did her first performance when she was 7 uh in the middle of my performance i said okay let me call it a day and then i said <laughs> i'd rather manage the art than uh you know be performing myself so. wonderful wonderful uh vijay lakshmi ji we you along with other uh, like minded people and all women that's what my research tells me please correct me if i'm wrong two other ladies you formed a trust called heritage trust which is a non not for profit charitable registered trust in 1994 and it is for the promotion and preservation and dissemination of our heritage and culture what prompted you to do this uh when we started the trust originally it was a family trust and uh-huh. uh, everybody was working and then later we included uh, the others mm-hmm. and uh, why i did it was at that point in time which my children were growing and i felt that they were not getting enough about our heritage and culture in their schools even though we live in india yeah uh unfortunately you know the schooling system uh, you know 
if we are untouched by india or indian culture in the mm. schooling system mm. and the school makes that extra effort to bring it to you and no one does that i have gone through the schooling system in india and <clears throat> i i have been the same way yeah so we said let's try to give children what they don't get in the regular schooling system but let's make it a lot of fun so we okay. started actually with doing uh, summer workshops for children and uh, then slowly as we moved forward we said well uh, at least the children are still with their parents so there's still a chance but then you come to the teenage and uh, you know they've come to a stage when uh, either they're being spoken to in this um, what should i say sort of a controlling manner or they just allowed to do as they please so we started doing workshops for the older people mm-hmm. and then we said you know then all the three of us ladies are uh, i mean uh, some are still teachers uh, we are all connected with uh, dance so we said why not we do this for uh, the arts because somewhere even with the arts that connect to your heritage and culture that is not there yeah I mean there may be many people who get upset me with me for saying this but it's not there it, mm. it's become more of a a physical and a superficial uh, uh portrayal of uh, heritage and culture versus it's actually going into you mm. so we started with conducting uh, workshops where you know if we used to have we used to start at 6 in the morning and end at 9 in the night mm-hmm. we said we have to do i mean like we did one ramayana themed uh, workshop mm-hmm. where we had somebody come and actually speak on the ramayana and share slokas from the ramayana with them mm-hmm. then we did one on the uh, the panchabhutas where we had uh, vedic chants uh, where we had the meanings done and where we spoke of uh, you know how our natural heritage and our cultural heritage are totally intertwined with each other wonderful mhm and then we felt that you know somewhere if we have this has to sustain we said the place it actually grew was was the temples right and uh, i mean we felt uh, you know going to temples and complaining was not good mm. saying that oh you know there's nothing here now the only thing that happens is the religious part which is of course very important mm-hmm. we said but uh, you know the rest of what happened in the temples was kind of missing so w- the so said, temple as a religious center that had completely gone away i know in north it has completely vanished and in south in a lot of places also temples which used to be cultural centers where people did lot more than just praying the religious aspect of it as you said which is very important which sustains it but the other where people were getting together and they were finding sustenance for their culture that has gone away i would say about 150 200 years ago yeah probably Uh, maybe 150 200 or even a little more because more. i mean as a country you know for a, almost a thousand years we've had to face uh invasion upon win- invasion upon Correct. invasion and then colonization and i mean our country has not been in a stable uh, way for a long time now yes. and if our culture has survived in spite of all this i mean hats off to a fantastic culture that we have which mm-hmm. has sustained all this and is still there and you know there are people like us who are still saying let's do something about it right and right. you know it's not just vanished off the face of the globe like it has in many, many other places basically because ours is one that's an open culture mm-hmm. we are a cyclical culture we we adopt adapt and move forward True. as long as the essential nature of whatever we are doing remains the same and that of a spiritual spiritual in nature 
Okay, interesting. So then this brings us to what you started in 2010 as part of your Heritage Trust. You started conducting these thematic festivals called Gudiya Sambrahma. I'm not sure if I'm correct, if I'm pronouncing that right. Please correct me if I'm not pronouncing that right, but it's a temple festival. So, and Srishti Sambrahma, the Earth uh, Mother Festival, these were both a celebration and coming together of our culture and natural heritage in temples. So, this is something you visualized in 2000, you probably visualized lot before that, but when it came to fruition in 2010, that's when you held your first festival. Is that right? Yes, that's when we had the courage to start it. Okay. <laughs> so then what did you do? Did you go to the temples and did you... Uh, because I know that there is a lot of management, a lot of... I, I shouldn't say this, but then there's a lot of politics that goes around in temples also. So uh, how did you go about it? Did you have to talk to temple we, committees? We, we first thought that we should do it. Uh, we should take more uh, government-controlled temples. Correct. I mean, sadly, I mean, just imagine in uh, in 80% uh, Hindu population, uh, only our places of worship are controlled by government. That's a huge a problem, huge problem, the, yeah. yeah. Which is a leftover of the invasion era and the colonization era. Yes. And we've still not been able to, you know, free our temples. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. So we first thought we should take more of government-controlled temples because there's less happening in government-controlled temples mm -hmm. by way of anything other than just worship. Mm -hmm. But of course, you know, we don't... Uh, Bangalore is not home to these large, grand temples that are there in uh, Tamil Nadu. Exactly. But mm -hmm. we, said, we said, but still, the temples are grand in that they have history about them. True. So we said... We first went and spoke to the uh, the Vaidiks in the temple mm -hmm. and told them that this is what we'd like to do. And they were really happy. They, yeah. I mean, we really didn't have a problem with them. It was They were really happy. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, if we have to conduct anything in our own temples, we have to take permission from uh, what used to be called the Mujerai board and still mm -hmm. is called the Mujerai board. Yes. Uh, I mean, in common parlance, but otherwise it's been changed a few years ago to Hindu Dharma Dati Ilake yes. or the, uh, <coughs> the, the temple board. board. Mm -hmm. And uh, <coughs> fortunately, at that time that we started, there was a commissioner who somewhat understood what we were trying to do. Mm -hmm. And so he said, okay, we'll give you the permission. Mm -hmm. But... Getting that permission letter takes uh, practically six months. I mean, we give this letter in July, and hopefully by January we have a permission. Bureaucratic and letter. Obviously, mm. yeah, uh, mm. yeah, it's absolutely bureaucratic. And mm. uh, one of the years, you know, it, the program was to start on the Saturday, and it's Saturday morning, 10.30, we didn't have the letter. Oh, my God. And uh, I said, I said, I don't really care. I said, what are they going to do? Are they going to arrest me for this? I said, well, let them do it. Okay. <laughs> That we are going to start, but you know, my colleague is a little more, uh, you know, organized. She said, "No, no, 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 no." She said, "I'll still go get it." So <laughs> by three thirty, we had the letter. Okay. While we had to start at five thirty. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, uh, it it still does happen, but uh, in the past year, somehow it has been a little easier and a little faster. I, I don't know for what reason. Maybe because we've been at this for eight years, it's been a little less of a hassle. Mm -hmm. But but we. We've managed to get it. And uh, what is nice now is that, you know, we really don't have to go and pitch and talk and uh, the temples know exactly what we're going okay. to do. And so we, we 
we just go there a few days earlier and we make a few phone calls and tell them because it's 20 temples across the city so with three people traveling through this wonderful maze of Bangalore traffic becomes a hassle so <laughs> we've managed now you know it's, yeah. it's come to a stage when you know we we can do more at the festival versus all this kind of a rigmarole. Right. So, but when you say it's a thematic a thematic festival, what do you mean by a thematic festival? Okay, so we started, we felt that, you know, somewhere our disconnect with our natural heritage has happened. I don't know for what reason. Anyway, it's happened. Mm. But our culture is totally in sync with it. And for us, all creation is divine. Absolutely. And it's not that man is the crown of creation to use, abuse and destroy Mother Nature. Not at all. Hmm. As much as I have a right to live, the small amoeba or the big elephant or whatever it is has a right to live. And uh, even our rivers and our uh, mountains and everything are all worship worthy. So that's how our uh, culture was built. And uh, somewhere down the line, you know, when outside cultures who didn't understand this came and thought we were backward for worshipping trees and stones and snakes, etc., we gave up. Yeah. And what we have of it is now become more of a ritual than a true understanding of why we are doing it. So we started take we started with the theme of sacred trees. Mm-hmm. When I say sacred trees, I just don't mean mean the few that we worship, but I mean all trees are sacred. Right. So, so this- when I say that we are doing a thematic festival, what we do is we put out a lot of posters. Mm-hmm. It was so distressing to see that some people did not even know the people tree. Oh my God! Yeah. Yeah. So we have because that is ha- that is the kind of disconnect. Sky, yeah. We don't look around us. So that is the kind of disconnect we are talking about. Yes. And the okay. and just to um you know just button in and I'll let you talk after this because sometimes I feel that we read in our schools and everything we read words words daffodils. None of us have seen daffodils because there are no daffodils in India. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, Absolutely. we will read about daffodils, but none of us will know what a people tree is. Can you believe it? I mean, it's it's amazing. So, so we bring we actually put a lot of posters with a lot of materials. We do the cultural significance, the ecological significance, the medical, the if there be any medicinal value in the trees. We yeah. put all that out. We we don't do just common sense writing. We actually connect with scholars, environmentalists. We ask them. Mm-hmm. And then we put it on. And we also see that we put something from our heritage about the very tree. Yeah. And and we also bring, uh, you know, at least uh, 15 uh, saplings and we keep changing it, uh, you know, for each venue. Mm-hmm. And we put out material on that. And, you know, for us, every tree is connected to some god or the other. So we yeah. put that also out. Yeah. So that brings a closer connect to people. Right. And uh, then we said, okay, let's do something innovative. So we have started dressing up the pots. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a tree that's related to a male god, you know, we have a nice dhoti and, you know, a little uh, cloth around. So then, you know, people get very curious. What's this? So they actually come. Okay. The first year after all this work, we thought, oh, God. You know, will people really value this? We yeah. spent so much time, money, effort on this. But I'm amazed that now people, even if they don't sit for the concert, wherever we've made this arrangement, they actually go there and they stand there. They take pictures of everything that's yeah. put out. And they've even started asking us, you know, will you make a book on all this? Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that's been fulfilling. So we've had sacred trees, we've had sacred animals, we've had sacred rivers. Mountains, okay. sacred earth, and last year we had sacred uh, flowers. Okay. So you know, each year we do it differently. Okay. 
what is interesting is that um and what is sad actually is that uh, and this is also a remnant of the colonial era and the invasions that we've had art has become an elitist thing you know art is for elite for some reason unfortunate but that's not that's very unfortunate because that is not how it was in ancient india that's not how oh, art was meant to be and i i, totally I read i yeah, uh, i art is for the elite no i'm saying that it has become that art um, is for the elite it shouldn't be that way and i do remember that in an interview somewhere when i was researching about your work you had said about um, the temple festival that you touch the common man and you're bringing art to the common man i was very touched by that quote of yours because i felt that that is really what art in india was absolutely supposed to be and art was not supposed to be an elitist pastime which it has become um do you have any thoughts about that reason it became like that because you know all the sabhas are open they're all free i mean mm-hmm. even the performances most of the time there's no uh, you know ticket issued on that if very few are uh, have uh, are ticketed performances mm-hmm. but i don't know for what reason it happened but anyway it happened mm-hmm. and what is nice in the temple is for me the more important thing was that children were getting exposed to the art here in the temple Absolutely. because somewhere i find that in the sabhas you find very few younger ones there mm. but here you see them you know in the front normally in the front we put out carpet mm-hmm. and you will find dozens dozens of children sitting there and it's so nice when the man who you know when they're watching the tabla player and here their hands are moving with the tabla or sometimes you find in a corner somebody is actually standing and making movements and dancing I mean, yeah. it's it's so nice to see, and uh, yeah, we bring art to everybody. It's a cross section of society. It's a cross section of ages, and you know, there are a lot of elderly people who come and tell us. Yeah. So it's so nice because sometimes we find it so difficult to go to a sabha mm-hmm. to bring it exactly where we come. Yeah. And uh, last year, we said that you know, I was uh, I had gone to a temple and I was just sitting. Uh, and uh, watching while there was an abhishekam going on and you know on the side there was a parvati image and they were uh, decorating the image and the flower seller was just standing and he was telling the uh, the vaidik uh, inside about you know no 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 that was for this and this was for that and you know it was amazing that he had done it exactly to measurement so when they put it out it looked so beautiful then i said wait a minute I mean, when we stand here and look at the beauty of the uh, God, this person plays a major role. Wow! I just spoke to him, and he said that it was a family tradition that for thirty-five or forty years they had been supplying flowers. So I said, "Okay, our theme is going to be sacred flowers next year, anyway." So I said, mm. "Why not we have the flower sellers honored at this time?" Mm. So the last year we had uh, all the flower in every one of our venues. We had the flower seller come and light the lamp. and start the program and we honored them you know with a shawl and uh, a very small little uh, yeah. monetary donation that we were able to muster to give them absolutely and uh, i mean that was i mean i felt that was really nice because you know mm-hmm. they felt very much a part of it because even before that they were always a part of it you know uh, in the bull temple the flower vendor i just happened to chat i mean i am a chatty person so mm-hmm. i just happened to chat with her and she was telling me about one of the art she said you know when i saw her 5 years ago and now i'm seeing her how much she's improved 
I know. I was amazed. I said, "Wow!" Wow. True. Actually, sitting and going through the whole thing. I know. In in another temple, that uh, the lady who you know used to take care of the footwear literally comes and hugs us with all her grime and everything. She comes and hugs us. She says, "You know, I wait for this time of year because." Where will I get to watch this kind of thing? I don't have the time because I'm, uh-huh. you know, I'm working in the temple. So when yeah. it comes to the temple, it's a joy for me. True. So that's what I meant by you are taking art to the common man to whom it belongs, and that's a wonderful. That's such a wonderful thing. Um, from what I learn, um, Heritage Festival Gudiya Sambrama has become the flagship. festival of um, bengaluru people look forward to it and this year's festival starts on january 27th and this will be a week long festival and uh, what is going what is the theme this year vijay lakshmi ji see uh, this year the format of the festival is slightly different than every year every mm-hmm. year we normally start in the third week of uh, january and mm-hmm. go every weekend for either six or eight weekends Okay. All that depends on the funding we get, etc. I mean, mm. a lot of. Uh, but this year we felt that you know we should uh, take a different theme, so we've taken the Bhagwat, the Shrimad Bhagwatam. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you do a Bhagwat Saptaha, normally once you start, you don't move it, and it has to be continuous for a week. Correct. And you know, if we had to move uh, each day, would have been. I mean, it's practically impossible. Mm-hmm. And also, normally when you set the parayanam in one place, you don't change. So what we're doing is always before we start the performance on the stage, we usually erect. Uh, we have a main stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for example, in Bhasmangudi, the main stage will be the Bull Temple because mm-hmm. there's a beautiful place in uh, in the arena of the Bull Temple, which is. under the people tree and there's a beautiful area for a stage but there are uh, at least six to eight temples that are very close by so we normally perform within the temples we it's it's our form of worship through dance or music absolutely we have somebody perform there and that is purely uh, between the performer and the deity mm-hmm. we don't make a big uh, announcement we don't have a stage nothing we mm-hmm. just have sound okay till now people come and sit down they know that you know before we do here uh, you know we're going to have it there so there'll be people who very silently sit and watch mm-hmm. and uh, then we move to the stage okay so this time we said that you know what we're doing is 27th and 28th mm-hmm. we'll be covering all the 20 temples Okay. Start in the morning. We'll go through to the night. You know, simultaneously, three of us will go to two different temples with the dancers and the musicians. We'll perform in all the temples, and then on the second of February, we'll start in one of the temples where we have enough place for simultaneous activity to go on. It's not a. It's well, it's a forty-year-old temple, mm-hmm. and uh, the that temple is one where you know we get a lot of support. Okay. And to run something like this, it's. Uh, I mean, only when I look at the, uh, uh, you know, what we have put together, I sometimes wonder if we are, you know, we have a touch of madness because it's. Uh, we start at six o'clock in the five thirty in the morning and go on till nine o'clock at night. Wow. This this so we kind of. Start at the Parayanam, mm-hmm. which is the the reading of the Bhagavatam. Yes. And uh, on one side at six, at five thirty, of course, we'll have the Suprabhat Seva in the temple. Five thirty to six. Six mm-hmm. o'clock, we start with the Parayanam. Mm-hmm. At six thirty, we'll start with the Upanyasam, you know, which is an explanation of the Bhagavatam. Yes. And uh, this is being done by a youngster who's a who's an engineer and a very well-educated person. 
but it's amazing the knowledge he has dushyant sridhar mm-hmm. is in fact going to be speaking in uh, english uh with of course he'll have a little bit of touch of kannada telugu and tamil okay. etc in it but it will basically be a lot of english because we have such a mixed population if i do it in one language you know that it will alienate some other people. other people yeah it will alienate when he is doing everything together it works okay and then at 9:15 we'll have a small dance performance which will be more of a dancers worship which will be where the parayanam goes on yeah and the parayanam will continue and then on the weekend we'll have a workshop on the bhagavatam mhm and uh, the evenings will be dedicated to cultural performances we have the chichor brothers we have the priya sisters and we have uh, uh three dance performances and we have several other programs and then we have uh, uh a second uh, upanyasam that will start at 11 o'clock by swami sakra bodananda mhm and uh, in the afternoons we have a visual art uh, workshop of where we have set uh, chant paint and create where uh, one of the stories from the bhagavatam will be related and uh, we have artists who will be guiding these people who we said we leave it open to anybody i mean anybody can dabble in colors and decorate wow. so the three days will be where you know we'll tell the chanting as they do this and we also have an art competition on mm-hmm. uh, on the fourth Okay. which we are doing see we've been promoting uh, uh dance and music mm-hmm. and of course poetry and we've tried to promote artists for whom this is a career yeah uh you know who have taken to art completely as their life so we thought we should start with the visual arts also this year so we have opened this competition only to those who are actually doing their course in a completely uh, visual art based course This is amazing. I mean, I am just listening to this and this is packing so much good stuff in one festival. I mean, this is amazing. Everybody who's listening to us, and you we know, also have a creative writing contest wow. which is open to anybody. So, yeah. Anybody goes on Swarajya soon in a day or two it will be out and that's for anybody of any age. Yeah. And you know, from anywhere. Yeah. So, I'd be really happy if all your listeners uh, participate yeah. in this uh, that would be wonderful and there has been a lot of press coverage of it. Uh Mindmakers had a fantastic article just couple of days ago on uh, the temple festival that uh, uh, Vijayalakshmi ji is curating and um, Op India had a phenomenal piece again about this work i know swaraj is going to be involved indic academy is involved um, and indic collective is involved so it is it's such a good um, cause for us to be part of earlier when i was offline talking to vijayalakshmi ji and she was thanking me for it and i told her i said you don't need to thank me for it because in fact we should be thanking you for what you are doing for our survival and that's what i want to tell our listeners as well that this is this is not just a festival to i mean of course this is a festival to celebrate but this is also a festival of our civilization of our revival and of our survival so it's very important that what vijayalakshmi ji is doing is supported so all of you are who are listening to me those of you in india who are listening to me make sure that you know uh, you head towards bengaluru even for a couple of days if you can to be part of this those of you you are who are in bengaluru you are lucky this is happening in your city and those of you who are listening to me from various cities of united states do check out what they are doing spread the word around if you cannot go maybe your family 
family members can go, friends can go, and this is the way to support them. But there are other ways that we can support this thing. As you all know, things don't happen on love and fresh air alone. Um, there's a cost to everything. And um, oh, even though Vijay Lakshmi ji will not be very comfortable about talking about this, but I am going to draw her into this. And I am going to ask her, please uh, do uh, use this opportunity to ask for any support and any help that you would require from the larger population around the world that's hearing you right now. Uh, Vijay Lakshmi ji, please tell us how can anyone support you? Uh, the first support we'd like is for people to come. Absolutely. Next is that emotional and that uh, intellectual support would be great. Mm -hmm. And of course, like you said, I have to put my two feet on the ground. Yes. And so we do need uh, funding. And we have made it a policy that uh, we, will not, uh, we will not make this a brand building effort for anybody. So you're not taking any corporate funds at all? Well, uh, even if they give it, we tell them very clearly we are not advertising you. Okay. Not advertising you. Okay. We just put out one uh, board and we mention everybody's name there. Okay. And we may just put a logo, but not the product that they sell. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So, I mean, but uh, fortunately, we have still been somehow able to manage. And uh, as um, I don't know, people with the head in their clouds, we normally sit down and we just, you know, the three of us, me, uh, Supriya and Rekha, and uh, of course, Mr. Vijay Kumar too, we sit down, uh, the three of us are the ones who plan, uh, mm -hmm. the three ladies, so mm -hmm. uh, it will always be the joke, will be, well, you know, you, you just plan everything, have you thought about the funding? <laughs> funding, we, we just exactly. That <laughs> if we think, we won't do. No, exactly. But as I said, it and doesn't appear. Love and fresh air is not alone. So um, yeah, that, that's why we. Have, that's why I said, you know, at uh, by uh, September we we would have planned everything, and you know, by October, you know, our feet start coming down to the ground, and then yeah. we start looking and saying, "Oh my God, where are we going to get this funding from?" Okay. <laughs> yeah. So is there a website that people can go to and see how they can support you uh, monetarily and, um, you know, send... You won't believe it. We haven't had a website till just now. We, you know, in another two or three days, the website will, be, will go online. Okay. Okay. So, and know, we've met with all these people who are telling us, you people are insane. You should at least have a website. Yeah. We have a Facebook page. Okay. Which also... Uh, most of the time wouldn't get updated because we're just too, I mean... Too busy and you don't have enough... Yeah, yeah. yeah, we just don't have the time. But mm -hmm. now since two years we've asked some youngsters. Mm -hmm. This year we had a young lady who came forward and she said, I'll help you with social media, auntie. Okay. So she and, uh, you know, two of Supriya's students, they've been really nice and, you know, they're doing all this for us. And uh, so the website should be on in another two or three days. The okay. website will also but be... But there is uh, an, uh, the, the there is an appeal on... Mm -hmm. Aid the heritage to heritage parampara now. Okay. Because uh, heritage itself, you know, there are a lot of organizations and people get confused. So we said, okay, let's just do this. We've now called it heritage parampara. We've made a shift in the uh, trust. It's called heritage parampara. And okay. then we're about, uh, just about uh, registering our logos and name and everything. I mean, okay. we really have my two feet on the ground now. Okay. That's wonderful. So uh, we can, people who are interested in uh, supporting um, heritage parampara and what Vijay Lakshmi ji is doing, Please give a, sh a shout out to Mind Makers. Please let me know. You know how to um, 
get hold of me and we will let you know how you can help alternately you can also go to op india that has um, uh, published an appeal um, you know um, on their website you can go there and they have all the bank details i can see that right now they have all the bank details and they have the account number and they have all the information about that but if you have any other information you can um, reach out to me at sunanda vashisht on twitter and most of you know how to do that um or you can just uh, you know reach out to the mind page and talk to us let us know how you want to help and we will make sure that your information reaches to vijayalakshmi ji and we get you connected to her asap uh vijayalakshmi ji thank you so much for and, uh, yes go I ahead just have one more one more i see we used to webcast our uh, entire festival uh-huh but this year we were planning on not doing it but if you really feel that there are lots of people who are going to watch it we'll somehow scrounge around and manage the uh, you know to do that again i think that's a fabulous idea because there are genuine reasons when people cannot come so for those people this will really help you know if they have maybe they'll come next year but this year it's uh, too late for them to make plans and they're just hearing about it now so for those people it would be wonderful if this can be you know facebook live or something so that they get a feel of what it is and then they make plans for it next year. So I think that's a great idea. I I absolutely think. We token we do put everything on our YouTube, YouTube channel. YouTube channel. So. Okay. That that's perfect that's too. Yeah. Place. Yeah, that's another place and if you want to look at uh what has been done and accomplished in the past, you can look at the um, uh YouTube channel. Um you know, I have seen some videos and they are phenomenal. But thank you Vijay Lakshmi ji for taking time out. I know the festival is just few days away and you must be very very busy barely time to breathe, but you did take time out to speak to us and our listeners on behalf of my listeners. I thank you and I wish you all the best. No and I wish you all the best for this festival this flagship festival may your tribe grow you have all our support and I think as I said this is a festival of survival that's how I look at it a festival of survival and a celebration of who we are thank you vijay lakshmi ji we will talk to you soon once the festival is over and you have some time to catch a breath we will talk to you again namaskar namaskar